I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. <laughs> Attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. I watched sea beams glitter in the dark near the ten house gate. All those moments will be lost in time. Like tears. Here we are with another episode of Shot Hammer. Today we'll, we will be going over uh, some reviews I have about some Army Painter Speed Paints as well as some Scale 75 Instant Paints I've been using. <coughs> as well as um, the airbrush I got. Well, uh, another airbrush I got from the UU Fa, whatever, I can't pronounce it. Uh, it's my airbrush. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's a little handheld airbrush and it's own little compressor and stuff, so it's pretty cool. I've been using that. Uh, I've been painting some Hero Quest models, um, testing it out, and uh, giving it a whirl with some um, different speed paints and uh, instant paints, and just giving it a whirl. Uh, we'll also be going over some Void Scar Scarred Corsairs for uh, Kill Team. So uh, yeah, that's what we got on the docket today. Um, as for everything else, I know it's been a long pause, but again, COVID and everything struck home. Um, some heart surgeries and stuff like that, so I apologize. But enough of that. Let's go ahead and start. <clears throat> so, got my hands on the Army Painter Speed Paint. Um, unlike a lot of the other podcasts, I wasn't given mine uh, studs review, so I will give a honest opinion of mine. Um, I I got the <clears throat> I got the what you call the primer from um, Army Painter, the white, and I've given the Speed Paints a try. Um, yeah. I mean, they're decent. Uh, they do what they're supposed to. Some colors work out well. Some colors, I felt, were uh, too thick. Needed watered down. Some too thin. Didn't know what to do with. But, all in all, not unhappy. Not super happy. All in all, a decent product. And, also, on the cheap side. So, worth a uh, worth a go if you want to paint. Are they the end all paint? For you, the, are they going to? You are you going to be able to just to splash them on, say ba bam, I am done with my model? No, unfortunately, there is no um, there is no paint that's going to do that. There's not going to be no magic elf, um, Keebler shoe elf that lives in a tree that's going to be able to just pinch models for you while you're sleeping. So there's not going to be no magic paint that's going to do the same thing if you're going to just splash it on and go. Now, what these paints are going to do is, on the right primer, they are going to be able to uh, get into recesses, darken up the recesses. On the flats, it's going to lighten up, and on the not-so-flats, it's going to give you a mid-tone. So, they are going to do that. 
on the the different colors they could do they will they would try their best like on the bottle to represent they give you high low and medium color on the white primer they do that some colors work really well some colors just i think now i'm not fair with this because i'm a t-bit colorblind in some colors so i have to take that into account as well so some of the darker greens they just that but on the plus side um i took out one color that i thought was brilliant an all-purpose um color that i will um they're black they're black ink really well uh good um ink when you're doing bases um fantastic i probably would put this on par but sometimes even a little bit better than games workshops um black templar ink i like it um also they're um which we call it do one blue uh damn hypnotic bolt bolt i don't know but anyway this is greenish blue love it to pieces so that turned out really well um you have to watch out the paint rubs off easy if you're trying to if you don't spray it immediately so i get um handling models you eh you'll get some wear so i got i find myself actually having to go through and spray models intermediately in between everything i wish i had wouldn't have to but yeah, i guess you do um with these hero hero quest models i painted these fish guys um i used the um the transmeric but now i don't know i will get the color hold on Anyway, I'm a liar. But anyway, screw it. Really lovely color over the white. Looks great. Um, but it um is beautiful. So uh, they do handle well over top of the green. I mean, over top of the um the white. They spread nicely and everything. So beautiful, beautiful paint. I like the way they color. They handle nicely with an airbrush, and they take um other inks well such as games workshops um uh which we call it they're um they're on uh, contrast paints such as the etheric blue and stuff like that so working well with the other inks i've had no problems so inner um inner department ink washes and stuff and contrast paints uh the army painters work well with um so that was nice as well as the instant colors from uh, Scale 75, they um, they work well with others. Is what I gotta say. So um, they don't seem to complement each other, but they do work nice with each other. So you don't have to worry about them fighting each other. So if you do use a uh, um, Army Painter Speed Paint, and you want to go ahead and use a contrast paint by J Games Workshop, and go through and touch up a little other color that you probably don't have with uh, instant paint and stuff you are not going to have a problem because well these paints play well with others um as for airbrush using them through airbrush i'm not a huge airbrush user yet but i have noticed um i get the same results as i would probably painting them on so not really um uh, skill sets not there yet to give an honest review except for the fact i think it's about the same um so 
if you want to put them through your airbrush they flow nicely i'll be honest with you they probably flow better than the the um my experience with airbrush and using the um army painter air colors i think the con their speed paints with a bit thinner look nicer than the army painter um air colors and uh that's odd but hey it is what it is but there it is with those um and uh, they're nice they're worth it you find some colors that work well for you some that don't if you're on a budget they're cheaper than games workshop i think they're cheaper than buying individually the scale 75s too plus they have um the balls and balls and containers and of course you're going to hear all left and right the games workshop pots for the contrast paints suck but i have not had any issues with them because i'm even though my paint desk is a horrid mess and well i should have more incidents than what i do i have my incidents and it doesn't matter what company it's from um i haven't had any big catastrophes with the games workshop pots so it doesn't matter if it's in a dropper or a pot um i do have some issues with paints drying and not not you know sealing correctly after time but as for spillage and stuff i don't have a giant problem with it um i haven't used all the colors i've used the majority of them with different projects i haven't kept uncapped them all yet pleased with them price is good uh they have the balls droppers are cool they fit in my new paint rack that i got for my birthday pretty good so overall pleased um value is a pretty good value pretty good product i do recommend it um do you need every color eh, if you have some games workshop contrast paints that you like already and they're close in colors and you like them why duplicate if you don't want to if you want to convert all the way over to dropper bottles you don't want to waste money anyway buy dropper bottles move your contrast paints over until you're gone then maybe then buy speed paints i don't know um so if you don't have any you won't get the whole set not bad price um so that's that from there so yeah not bad product glad i got them not upset not horribly enthused giantly from what i've already had so it's not a game changer for me because i just seem to be overpaint anyway because i'm just not a wash and go guy anyway so it didn't really speed anything up because of I'd speed paint and just paint up from there anyway. It's the same thing I was doing with inks and the other contrast paints. So as for everything, it just I'm doing the same level of what I was when I was doing anything else. So as for speeding it up, speed paints, except for speeding up the process of putting a black ink or black coverage on a base, it didn't really do much for me. Um, hair maybe, and some maybe. Some larger, like not larger models, but like orcs with black hair. I don't know. It helped out. But speed paint speeding it up for me. Eh, about the same with my painting style. So not really um good product. The speed part of it didn't really um didn't really do it because I my painting style. So it's not their fault, it's mine. Next up, my wife got me the whole scale 75 instant set. Now this I wanted because it came, I'm not going to lie to you, it came in a nifty wooden box. <laughs> a cool box. 
and I'm switching all my paints, my major paints, not my contrast paints or anything, over to Scale 75. Um, <clears throat> I do like my Vallejo um, airbrush paints I use for regular painting, my Vallejo Air. But I want to try their, um, their instant paints. This is kind of like their contrast paints, but not. These right here are more like watercolor. So you're basically painting your models like you would a watercolor on a canvas. Um, in the box, you get a couple primers and a medium. And the primers are a gray, a white, and a, a cream color. And basically how, well, basically you get it, how you prime your models is how the instant colors will actually be affected onto the model. I haven't really experimented with the actual colors yet um, because, well, I just haven't. I was doing my whole review of the um, speed paints. But what I have noticed so far is I tried the instant paints on the um, <clears throat> Army Painter um, white primer or white color. Um, wow, I there's a lot of pull away from the paint. So uh, I guess every primer is not the same. So I, I'm waiting to see how they will react to their own actual primer to see if they get a little bit better um, attraction to that. Um, the colors themselves seem pretty cool, and I've watched a lot of videos on how they work. So... Um, that's pretty decent there, but I did paint a gargoyle and uh, for the hero quest game. It came out pretty good. Um, it's kind of, it was nifty because it's basically, I ended up not dry brushing the model and I ended up uh, reverse ink highlighting basically. So meaning that I started white, I put a, I put a layer of ink on, the ink would, the ink was lighter. And boy, was it light. But then I can go back through it at another color of the ink and darken out. But I don't want to ink the whole model because the ink would turn the, or the instant color would color the whole model and make it darker. So I went in and just covered where I wanted the recesses and watered down where I, the recesses weren't. Then mixed a darker, one of the darker colors with the original and work in the recesses more and do the same, 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 you know work into the recesses <clears throat> i got a pretty cool once it was all dry it was uh looked like a, a freaking dry brush model and it was just neat because i was just layering in inks over top of that white and it was just like a different painting process and a decent sized model so it was so far pretty cool um i was gonna leave the weapons um stone leave it all stone but i tried doing the magma effect and well well it kind of failed but I'll highlight it back up. And it's for Hero Quest game. So yeah, I'll make it look decent enough to look cool as, you know, on game board for, uh, you know, a board game. So it'll look good. Um, but yeah, it's pretty neat so far using these paints because um, it's like reverse highlighting so far as what I can gather, but with inks. So it's, um, it's going to be a pretty cool learning experience with this. And I think um, it'd be good, believe it or not. I think it'd be good for somebody learning how to paint because there's, I think, on some models, you get a good control where you can, like, apply the ink in certain areas then move to a certain different part of the model and apply more ink, let that dry, then come back and hit those crevices for your fingers and stuff and work the ink in. And it, I think it gives you more control. And uh, I don't know. I just think it uh, helped a beginner painter, you know, get a more uh, 
don't know. I think it it help them get more of a a cooler product at the end and feel better about their painting skills rather than try and bring it up and all the highlighting and stuff like that. Unfortunately, with both of these, all three of the products, the instance, the speed paints, and contrast paint, there is no metallics, of course, so you still got to revert back to your original you know, metallics and you don't want to, you know, you don't want to do non-metallic metallics with these. I mean, I guess you could, but unless you're really great at it, that's not what you, that's not going to be a go-to. It's not mine. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Each product has its own bonuses and stuff like that. Um, I don't regret getting any of them, especially since the one was a birthday present. Uh, the contrast paints I was excited about. Um, I'm not, yeah, I don't hate them. Not at all. And speed paints, um, I, um, I don't know what I was expecting, but I don't hate what I got. So that is my review on the three so far. If anything stands out in the future, I learn any tricks or anything, I'll make sure I share them in the, in the future here. And, uh, and that's it. Anything I've gotten out um, lately, um, I don't know. I did paint my uh, Void Scar. Scarred, Corsairs, and they turned out nice. Um, I did. What did I do? Nope, didn't use any contrast paints. Nope, not at all. Uh, I used the new ink. used the ink on them. Uh, what color did I use? I used the boo doo 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 Bad podcasting at its greatest. Um, some green. Oh. Colia. Solia green shade. That's my go-to ink right now. So, um, cover the model after um, basing it all. And it looks, <laughs> gives you a pretty good thing. Coverage, go back and pick out your highlights. And it gives you a nice, um, effect. I was uh, really shocked. Um, yeah, so, yeah, use new ink. As for any great progress I've done or anything else, a mm, little bit of Kill Team stuff here and there. Almost painted these towels as soon as they're done. Because they give me a freaking pain in the ass, but because I'm just sick of towel. So, now I'll go over the towel. And I, my next project is going to work on some Harlequins. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that pain in the ass thing. And I think because I'm totally moronic in a lot of aspects, I'm probably going to paint them all up in a gray and white color scheme because you can think Disney Plus. I really enjoyed the Moonlight series. And I'm going to paint them all up like Moonlight colors and we have some wrappings instead of uh, checker patterns or diamonds. And I'm going to make them look like they're all avatars of their, their god. Like I have a Moonlight Harlequin spawn out because I do my models. So, uh, yeah, we'll go over Harlequins pretty soon, but let's go ahead and take a break for a minute. And a uh, musical break for a musical lead-in to the Void Scart. And uh, we'll go over them shortly. And, um, yeah, we'll wrap it up and uh, finally get this damn episode underway. And um, hopefully we'll get another one on to you pretty soon. Um, oh, yeah, I did pick up something. I picked up the um, expansion figure for um, HeroQuest. So I got the, the guard captain. And it got male and female model, so I'm going to get rid of give away the male model of the captain. So if you feel that you need the male model of the captain and the cards that come with the captain for the hero quest board game, and you really, 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 really need it, and you say, Man, I could really like to have that, let's see what we can do. You can send me an email. At SeanHammer, the number 9, at yahoo.com. You can like my page. You can send me a message on my page. 
we could work out some, I don't know, we could do something. So, uh, I don't know, we could work out some type of giveaway or something, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I could paint it up, part of a giveaway, I could just hand them out, part of a giveaway, I don't know. Uh, but we'll go from there. I'm keeping the female, but the male's no use to me. Um, I don't need to, but the packaging was spectacular. Um, yeah, but yeah, I got that. But like I said, we're going to take a musical break, and we'll get back to the pointier space elves. And uh, enjoy. Back to you soon. I said short break. I did not kid when I said short break, did I? Now let's go ahead and go into the Voids Guard. Now these guys come out in a new box set. Um, Kill Team Not Notchman or Notchmoon or whatever the hell you want to call it. Now these are the Space Elf Pirates, the Corsairs, the Voids Guard, Corsairs to be exact. Now these guys are pretty cool looking for being elves, I guess. Uh, not too bad. Kind of spooky. Now, I wasn't too sold on them, but, you know, hey, eat your own. I'd give them a whirl, I suppose. That's what I said. So, first we look at what they have. First, they have ability. They have the Eldari, Eldari Raider. So, each time this operative is activated, it can perform a free dash. So, that's a special rule. So, pretty cool. <coughs> Operatives, you can have a Voice Guard Fell Shark, one well, that's your leader, so he can either have a shuriken rifle, shuriken pistol, and a power weapon, or he can have a neural disruptor and a power weapon. So, <clears throat> tell you right now, I model mine with a um, shuriken. Um, well, I guess he can have a. I give him the rifle and the power weapon because he look cooler that way. You can have eight Corsair voice guard. You have a warrior. Whatever. Fill up the rest of your roster with those. Um, they can either have a they can have a shuriken pistol and a power weapon or a shuriken rifle, shuriken pistol and fists. Why? <clears throat> but anyway, you have Voice Guard Gunner. Now you can equip this guy with a shuriken pistol, fist, and one of the following options. You get a blaster or shredder. We'll get to that in a bit. You have Voice Guard Heavy Gunner. You can equip him with a, or her, with a shuriken pistol, fist, and one of the following options. Shuriken cannon or wraith cannon. Okay, next up we have a Voice Guard Star Storm Duelist. We're going to skip all the Voice Guard. Hold on one moment, please. Okay, I'm going to try to remember where I was. Um, I was, think I was at the Heavy Gunner. I'd go back, but... Um, my audio is not working again, so I got to figure that out. Uh, but we got the Storm Star Storm Duelist. We got the Kerr Knight Hunter, 
the Shade Runner, the the Kernate, the Fate Dealer, the Way Seeker, and the Soul Weaver. Now, um, other than the Void Scar Warrior operatives, um, your uh, operatives, your kill team may only include each operative above once. Your kill team cannot include both a Void Scarred Gunner operative and a Void Scarred Heavy Gunner operative. No problem. We'll get to that. <clears throat> Alright, now we'll go into their psychic powers. Well, you can do some psychic powers. So basically, the first time a friendly Void Scarred Psyker operative performs a manifest psychic power, and each of its activations, choose one psychic power from the list below. So, the Psyker operative performs a psychic power action. Each of its activations will a d6 and 1 through 2. The operative suffers 3 mortal wounds on 3 plus. Select another psychic power from the list below. So, you can do Lightning Strike, which gives you Lightning Strike. You can do a Warding Shield, which gives you a. Um, you can select one uh, Corsair um, within the. You know, the. 1, 2, 3. The pin, you know, the five star radius thing. The operative to gain a three plus and bottom roll save. You can do a freezing grasp, so they allow you within a circle range on uh, to end of the turning point, subtract um, a circle movement from enemy's movement, and it cannot pre um, perform dash actions. And you can do a warp fold, so that allows you to uh, select one other friendly Corsair operative visible to you within the max range of this operative, of the measurement ruler, basically. Uh, the friendly operative and this operative both drop any objective markers they are carrying. The friendly operative then swaps positions, so basically, <coughs> to swap out. So you got your strategic ploys, you got your ponderers, uh, rapid strike, outcast, elder, agility. So basically, what they're allowing you to do, plunders, each of those operatives immediately perform a free dash, do, 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 do. rapid strike, into the in the turning point, each of your friendly Corsair models, when they fight in combat, the uh, roll attack step dice. Your attacker and target is not ready. You can select one of your normal hits to be retained as a critical hit. Okay, outcast. Into the end of the turning point, each time a friendly Corsair operative fights in combat, an attack dice step of that combat or shooting attack, if it's more than max range of the ruler, uh, from a friendly operative, you can retain any critical hits. You can select one of those fail hits to retain a successful hit instead. Uh, and eld whatever agility until the end of the turning point. Each time a friendly Corsair operative is activated, it can use this LD or whatever agility to do so. It cannot perform a fight, shoot, action during activation. Um, it performs a dash fallback, normal move action during its activation. It can move an additional triangle for the action. So it allows them to be hippity skippity. Uh, tactical ploys, opportunities. Those are all 1 CP. Tactical ploys, all 1 CP as well. Opportunistic fighters. Um, uses tactical ploy when enemy operative operative performs a fallback action. Before it moves, the enemy operative suffers D3 mortal wounds. For each friendly Corsair model, it's engaged with, within range. <coughs> Light Fingers uses tactical ploy during friendly Corsair's operative activation. Until the end of the activation, uh, you can pick up 
Uh, you can just pick up action even if it's within the engagement range of an enemy operative. Deadly ambush. Use this ploy after enemy operative finishes an action in which it moved. Select one friendly Corsair operative that is now within its engagement range of an enemy operative. That friendly operative can immediately perform a free charge, but can only move up to one square and must finish its move within engagement range of that enemy operative. And one step ahead. Use this tactical ploy at the end of the initiative phase of the first turning point. You can redeploy up to two friendly void scarred. And they must totally set up within your deployment zone. Fair enough. <clears throat> so your void scarred warrior. <sighs> well, let's see. He's got a pistol. Four attacks. Three to hit. Three, four damage. Range of a pistol and rending. Eight wounds. Save a 4 plus, defense 3, move 3, APL 2, 1 general action. Unique actions, he can take aim. So, at the, until the end of this op operative's activation, the shuriken rifle this operative is equipped with gains the balanced special rule. This operative cannot perform this action if it's within one square of an enemy operative. <coughs> okay. So the pistol, the rifle, the power weapon, all four attacks, all needing threes. Same with uh, the fist is hitting with three, needing a three. Damage spread in both the rifle and the pistol are three, four. Um, both are rending, power weapon, four, six, lethal, plus five. Now we have the Void Scarred Gunner. This guy is a blaster, four attacks, three plus to hit. 5-6 damage, AP2. That's why I think it's that. But let's go to his other stuff. He's got Shredder. 5 attacks, 3 plus, 3-4 three, damage. Blast with a circle. Okay. Shuriken pistol. Fist. No unique actions. But same stance as above. Yep. We got the Void Scarred Heavy Gunner. Okay. Same stats as everybody else. He's got the Raider Special Rule. Uh, let's see. Okay. Shuriken Cannon. Five attacks. Three to hit. Four or five damage. Full aside, Heavy unwieldy. Renting. So he's not moving. And he's only shooting once. Shuriken Pistol. Is a pistol. Wraith Cannon. Four. Three attack on uh, three to hit six three damage AP two heavy unwieldy mortal wound four not moving only shooting once so let's just go ahead and strike him from our memory and record and go right back to the void scar gunner where the blaster it is boys and girls with four attacks needing threes five six damage AP two go about your day oh well. You want if you really need to paint up a heavy gunner or put somebody up as a sentry, but you're forgoing the gunner. I don't know. I painted them up just so I had them. I, I, I get, it. I get it. <clears throat> we have the voice void guard, storm storm duelist. Now this guy here, he's got fusion fusion pistol, four attacks, three to hit, five three damage, range of a square, AP two, mortal wound three. He's got a shuriken pistol. Uh, which is three 
to hit, four attacks, three, four damage, range of the pistol, and it's rending. And he's got fists, but he's a Y. Um, he's got click on the trigger, so this operative can perform the pistol, barrage, and shoot actions while engaged in engagement range of an enemy operative. If it does the select valid target step of that shooting attacks, you can only select enemy operatives within this model's engagement range as the target. <sighs> Wordy. Pistol Barrage, 1 AP. Make a shooting attack with a fusion pistol and make a shooting attack with a shuriken pistol. This operative is quit with in any order. This action is treated as a shoot action. This operative cannot perform this action if it has the concealed order. Anyway, so he's like going like, I don't know, gunfighter, I guess. Now we have the Void Scarred Kerr Knight Hunter. He's got a power weapon and pistol, but more importantly, he's got a falcon. So, let's go back and look at it. Nope, stats are the same as that guy. Stats are the same as this guy. But this falcon, basically, is he's got a space falcon. Paint him up like a Tally Hawk from Silverhawks. I kind of did. Uh, but basically, what he does is for one AP, you can select one enemy operative with concealed order that is visible to this operative and roll a D6. Now you'll be adding one to the result of each of the following. If the enemy operative is within the, I don't know, what's it called? Pentagram? Pentagram? Not pentagram. Pentagon of this operative. You add a plus one. If the enemy operative is not ready, you add another plus one. The enemy operative is not within triangle of heavy cover. Another plus one. Now you roll a d6. To the end of the, on the d6, and to the end of the turn, turning point, friendly corsair operatives treat the enemy operatives as if he had the engaged order. The operative cannot perform this action if it's engagement range of an enemy operative. So basically, you're sending out the falcon. Falcon's pecking away at you. The rest of your crew sees the guy hiding because the falcon's pecking away at him, screeching. It's pretty cool, I guess. <coughs> Next up, I think we have the coolest model in the group. And it's going to be the Vo Void Scarred Shade Runner. This is a ninja with a warp spider backpack. Simple as that. Shuriken pistol, throwing blades. Same stats as all the others. Uh, four attacks, four attacks, four attacks. Threes to hit. Uh, shuriken pistol, throwing blades, two four damage. Range, pentagon, silent. Um, Hecatari blades, three five damage. Lethal five, relentless. Now she has the slicing attack, one AP. So you're going to perform a normal move action with this operative. Select one enemy operative. This operative moved within engagement range during that move. Roll one attack dice as if the operative is fighting in combat. Dice can be re-rolled as a result of the relentless special rule. If the result is a successful hit, you can immediately strike the enemy operative. So it's allowing, allowing you just to move by and slice somebody you move past. Yeah, you're freaking ninja. That's what you do. Next up, we have somewhat of a, a duelist in the real form. So this guy here, same stats as the rest. He's got dual power weapons, so he's got lethal five, relentless. Four attacks, though, for having two weapons. I get it. I don't get it. He's got bladed stance, so basically this says that each time this operator fights in combat, and if you resolve successful hit step of the combat, you can resolve one 
successful hit before the attacker. If you do so, the successful hit must be a parry. Eh, okay, you might as well. Yeah, like sexy pirates, I guess. You got the Void Scarred Fate Dealer. This is your, um, eh, he's your sniper. Not as good as some snipers. <coughs> Tyranids, anyway. He's got Ranger Long Rifle, 4 attacks, 2 to hit, 3-3 three, three damage, heavy silent, mortal wound 3. And he's got Shirkin Pistol, like you're, hopefully you never use that. Uh, same stats as the rest. Uh, he's got the Camel Cloak, so each time a shooting attack is made against the operative. Um, he's going to be, uh, let's see, he gets one additional dice if you're in cover. And one additional dice can be retained as a successful normal save. And he's got take aim into the end of operator's turn if the long rifle operatives equipped against balance special rule. A shitty fucking sniper. Just saying. You got your voids guard sit on way seeker. Same stats as the rest. He's your psyker. Um he's got the witch staff, four attacks, three, three five damage. Nothing right home about, but he can do your psychic actions. So yeah, you want a psyker? You gotta take this guy. This is all I got. Now we got this next person we get. It's basically your shaman type character, but also your medic. So basically, you got your power weapon, shirt, and pistol. It's a pretty unique looking model. She's got talismans hanging all over her, and she's got funky Eldar headdress. But she got um, unique actions of one soul channel. So select one friendly Corsair, operative, whatever. Uh, operative can perform its action with engagement ring of enemy. So you're adding one to the operative's APL. So it's kind of like your comms. And so heal. So allows you to re operative to gain D3 lost wounds. And uh, yeah. Yeah, so she's your healer. And you got your, of course, your leader. So he's got to, he's your sexy leader. So he's pumping out with a, a little bit extra here. It's got the same attacks as everyone else. It's a neuro disruptor, so he's got the stun gun if he wants it. Um, he's got a coordinated strike, so each time he is activated, you can select one friendly Corsair operative visible to him uh, within square. After this operative activation ends, you can activate the other one. He's got take aim, so just like the sniper. Uh, he's got nine wounds, though. Still two general action. And yeah, yeah, that's about all he's doing, but he's your leader. And that's all I care about right now. You got your equipment. Eh, yeah, cool. Yeah, you get into that later. You got your little spec ops rules and strategic assets in your very equipment. All I know, they're okay. Um, compared to the other group in this book. Which I'm telling you, Chaos got little hands up, and uh, they, even though they didn't get new models, I don't think um, they're definitely they can whip up on the Eldar's ass. But that's the Eldar, that's the Eldar pirates. And um, as for painting and putting them together, they went to what together well. They end up looking nice, and I have no regrets. They look kind of cool. That being said, I painted my first Eldar for 40k, basically. And uh, I'm happy with it. Next up, I'm going to paint up some freaking space clowns. And uh, yeah, that's it. 
And the moment's done with the town, we'll go over those and do some chaos snacks. Uh, I'll hit some manifold eventually. And uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Sorry it took so long. I'll get back to you soon. And uh, yeah, we'll call that quits for right now. Remember, we're doing a giveaway of the male guardsman guy for uh, what you would call it. Hero Quest. And uh, I still got orcs and Death Krieg or Death Corpse to do. So yeah, let's go over them sometime soon. I've been putting boards together, I guess. And just living life as it is. Uh, yeah. And most importantly, remember, if you're not having fun, stop playing the game. And thanks for listening so much. Bye.